bing, 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 the more you know. This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Thanksgiving is over, so that means we are officially in the season. It is our tax season, basically, where there's like Christmas movie upon Christmas movie upon Christmas movie. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? Mine was pretty mellow. Um, It was like me and my friend and two of his friends that were in front of out of town. And then we went to a larger gathering that had been going on uh, in the afternoon as they were already like done with dinner. And it was it turned into a game night that descended into chaos. So we left very shortly after that. Oh, I know, I know what I know what gathering you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> chaos. Well, you know, when you just get a large group of people playing any kind of you know board games or celebrity or whatever after. You know, there's been a couple of drinks in them. Everyone just has is overthinking the rules or not giving enough rules and changing the rules every five seconds. And <sighs> it's a lot of work. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know yes. what gathering you're talking about. Yeah. Did you do anything, Kurt? Yeah, I just took my mom to my cousins and my. I have a lot of cousins, so this this particular cousin, she's got three sisters and different one of them. The different ones host each year, but this year they invited us, so we, we went there. And I made a pie. I made a pumpkin pie, but it was technically a Boston marrow squash pie. What? What is a What's Boston marrow diff- squash? Well, they tried to sell me at the farmers market. They said this was Boston marrow pumpkin, and they said you can use it to bake things. And uh, so it's kind of like a mushed up pumpkin. Okay. But then I looked it up, and then I went home and looked it up. There's, there's, it's actually a squash, but it was kind of the same thing. Was it so a, you made a squash pie? A squash pie, but it was the same as a pumpkin Isn't pie. Isn't a pumpkin technically a squash? I was going to look that up. Oh, let's That let's, might be true. Yeah, let's do, do what we always do and Google during the show while people are listening. I'll look that up. Is How did it taste? It's, it's good, man. It's good stuff. They told me, they said, oh, you can make like two pies out of that. I've already made one pie. Two pumpkin breads. I made or squash breads, I guess. Pumpkin squash waffles, and I have enough batter frozen. I can make two more, two more pumpkin breads and one more pumpkin pie. Oh my pie. god, Kurt, you're on a roll. Well, I'm quite a cook, and you know, as much as I like cake, I also enjoy making cake and making sweets. You actually make cake? I have. I haven't made one in a while. Yeah, so a uh, traditional orange pumpkin is also a winter squash, not to be confused with a soft-skinned summer squash such as zucchini. So it's part of the um, squash family. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, we right. a couple things. 
we have a couple of things. First of all, I, I learned that we are Bollywood stars. <laughs> yes. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at our, our stats uh, every now and then. I'll just kind of get under the hood. And we had all these downloads in India last week. Well, See, hi, I would people love, in India. Welcome. Hi, yeah. I would love I, – I remember I did a Fringe show, and this, the woman came up to me, and she said, you could be a Bollywood star. I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. Like, I just – it'd be like an easy way of being like a movie star. <laughs> you probably get – Paid minimum wage, you know, but you're a big star. And, and you get to wear all those colorful outfits. There's always a dance at the end. And there's always I a good dance that. routine. Yeah. There's I'd always a good dance routine. I'm going to do it. As long as I, if I can keep it together, I'm going to get myself out to India. But that's, that's on my bucket list. This movie had yeah. uh, had a dance routine at the end. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. And, you know, it, 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 it I, I spent my Thanksgiving in Palm Springs, which was nice to have Thanksgiving where you could lay out by the pool. So that was fun. But yeah, this movie, I gotta tell you, I really liked this movie a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I and it, I, one of my complaints of uh, these Hallmark romantic comedies is often that there's not any actual comedy in it. They're never funny. This had some actual f- funny moment things. I laughed out loud to that were intentionally pieces of comedy in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then they touched on, you know, they touched on things like, you know, how hard it is to be a single mother. I was like, Oh my gosh, look yeah. at you Hallmark. They, they were well, dealing with a lot of real themes in this movie for once. I know. And it worked. Yeah. I found this movie a little aggravating. In what way? Uh, I guess it was like the family stuff. It's a bit aggravating. I didn't like, you you talk about how difficult it is to be a single mother. I mean, what kind of assholes were these guys? They were like, how old were they? And they were still like relying on their mother. There's one scene they're like, yeah, she still cooks and cleans and does. Are Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, 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 these are fully grown adult men that, that, for all intents and purposes, were all in some form still living with their mother. Yeah, one lived in the right. basement, but the, and then their mother was doing everything for them. I mean, come on. I, I well, did yeah, like, though, that together. the mom, and, and we'll get into this in, when we start digging into the movie, but I did like that the mom was uh, like visibly frustrated with the fact that they yeah. weren't really helpful. She was getting annoyed no, with them. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Did you recognize yeah, the mom? Man babies. Did you recognize the mom? No. Who? I recognize the guys. The the mom was a former SNL cast member back in the nineties named Laura Keitlinger. That's that really? Yeah. That Laura Keitlinger? I believe oh it. Gosh. I didn't even look it up. I was like, oh Laura Keitlinger. Sure? I'm gonna double check, but I I I, I recognize her as soon as she was on screen. Let's what three what's this? Three wise men in the was. Mark, that was like back in that was that was in the nineties. I guess that was a long time ago. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. I also want to acknowledge that I got a drunk female. Uh, oh, Facebook I'm wrong. Message. It is it is not Laura Keitlinger. It is another uh, TV star from the nineties, Margaret Collin. I have no idea who that is. Oh, okay. Wait, I think I wasn't Collin. she in um in um. Something that Molly Dodd was 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 that the oh, day? No, that no was, uh, but around the same Blair time. Brown. 
Blair Brown was in that, right? Was that her name? Yeah. Days and Nights of Molly. Molly Dodd. Dodd? Yeah. yeah. The and then she ended show. up being on Orange is the New Black years know. later. But I, I knew that I'd ladies. seen her in a bunch of stuff before. That's somebody different that I'm talking about. Oh, I was all excited. All of the ladies. A- and, oh, wait. I guess she was in Independence Day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her in that. Maybe she was Randy Quaid's wife in that. Now, now and again, something Wait, wild. Less. Something wild. That's a cool movie. What? She was on The Edge of Night and As the World Turns? I remember The Edge of Night. On The Edge of Night, uh, she was an heiress and former terrorist with seven murder attempts. Sounds about <laughs> right. Wow. She's got a problem. Well, The Edge of Night was like, because you know how every soap opera has like their thing? The Edge of Night was like about like mysteries and detectives. All I know about The Edge of Night, I know two things about The Edge of Night from when it was still on when I was growing up are two things. That it was a half hour soap, whereas most of them were an hour long back then. Uh, And then then, uh, a young woman or young teenager named Lori Loughlin was on it. Yes, yes, she Jody oh. Travis. We're hmm. Okay, she was, she was Jody Travis. That's where she got her um, start. I, yeah, you know, and so all of this crime and like you know, fight for world domination happened in Monticello, which is the city that they lived in. But oh wait, uh, Margaret was she? Um, and as the world turns, I think she was. Um, Margo, wasn't she? That I don't know. Oh, I was just I reading. I was reading her bio really quick. I think she was Margo as the world turns. As uh, she, yeah, Margo Montgomery and Margo Hughes. Yes. Right, let me see if this. What's this woman's name again? Because I remember when she was Margo. Margaret Collin, C O L I N. Margaret Collin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She was on Gossip Girl. Uh, I can't. So was I. I was an extra in that show. I think she uh, was Blair. Were you really? I think she might have been yeah. Blair's mom, maybe, on there. Blair? I can't. No, I'm, I can't. Find her. Nicole Major played Sophie. Um, Margaret Collin. Yes. Yes, I was an extra on Gossip Girl on many different episodes. And it's, what, it's, what she did. it's, it's so funny. The reason why it popped up that I remembered that Margaret Collin was Margot was because there were several Margots, and on soap operas, they'll get a different actress, but the actress a lot of times will look like the former actress. Mm-hmm. So I realized she looked like a lot of the other Margots. So if she was like, as the world turns, she's probably Margot. Oh, got it. She was on, she was on, um, well, she was on the new Gossip Girl. I wasn't on that. But she, she was, was on in, both. On Younger. She was on both. Oh, she was, she, she on... played Blair's mom in the original one, and she it looks like she played the same character in the in the reboot. Okay. She was on she was on a whole bunch of shows I did extra work on. Younger, Madam Secretary, Gotham, Elementary, The Good Wife. I did extra work on all those shows. So she apparently lives, lived in New York because she was also on Durst Jackie, Blue Bloods. I did extra work on those, Law and Order, Royal Pains. Wow. So you have a connection. I have a huge connection with this woman. You have a you have a connection. You have a bond. She was in Amos and Andrew, that movie with uh, Nicolas Cage and 
Sam Jackson from 93. Oh, geez. She was in Three Men and a Baby. Oh. Well, how about that? Huh. That's her connection. And the reason we say, huh, is because this movie, Three Wise Men and a Baby, is definitely at least inspired by that movie. Yes. But before we get into the movie, do we have... I had to acknowledge... Oh, I first I had to acknowledge that I got a drunk, a drunken Facebook message from our own Jason. Ballard. I was he not drunk when drunk. I sent that message. I was he not. Had one, he had one drink. I this came in. No, at like, I literally just got my drink. It was in my hand. I was maybe a sip in when I when I took that photo. Well, it was a strong. They didn't stir the drink properly, and it was all the alcohol went to the <laughs> that straw because it because it was came at like one thirty in the morning. It was like, hey. uh, Come to the Abbey, there's cake. Now I'm like 3,000 miles away, and I'm usually not even awake at this time. This it, was a bizarre night it, that I was awake. It was 1.30 in the morning for you. Also, it for wasn't 1.30. It was like 12.30 <laughs> in the morning for you, which means it was 9.30 at night for me. <laughs> so again, I was not drunk. I would own it. I would absolutely own it if I had been drunk when I sent you that message. I don't mind it. It was kind of, you know, because like, <laughs> I will make I, it out there someday. I got to tell you, Kurt, the Abbey does have good looking cake. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what it tastes like because I wouldn't eat cake at the Abbey. I, I, well, I, I will when I get out there. You have to. You need to come. Yeah. You need to come and we'll all go to the Abbey and you can eat cake. We need to get together and do a live episode together. I can send together. off the looks of judgment as you're eating the cake <laughs> at the Abbey. Oh, we're going to document. We're going to live stream it, Les. Yeah. Yeah. You will, It'll be a special episode. Because just, Kurt, just so you know, you will be judged while you're eating that cake. Fine. <laughs> that's okay it's worth it did you want to know if i had any news do you have any black china news doing a piece of china 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 i'm talking china the black china report here's kurt fitzpatrick well <laughs> well everyone this is from page six Com. Everybody gather around, gather around, and let's all go inside Dream Kardashian's butterfly-themed sixth birthday party. <clears throat> okay, it really was a dream birthday. Rob Kardashian and Black China's daughter Dream celebrated her sixth birthday a few weeks ago with an adorable butterfly-themed bash. The celebration was thrown by the little one's family members, including Aunt Khloe Kardashian and Grandma Kris Jenner, who documented the occasion via social media. Pics and videos shared to Instagram stories showed off everything from balloon archway decorations adorned with butterfly streamers to a three-layer cake with butterfly-shaped fondant? Fondant, yeah. That's a type of frosting. Fondant. Oh, I might like some fondant. The party also featured iridescent balloons that were hung up upside down and spelled out, Happy Birthday, Dream. One clip even showed Dream and her cousin, Chloe's four-year-old daughter, True, clad in head-to-toe bendy, dancing to hits including the Tones and Eyes Dance Monkey and Fergie's uh, Fergalicious. A gift that Dream got was a small stripper pole that she could begin her career. No, it doesn't say that. (laughs) It's unclear whether Dream's dad was in attendance for the party. The Keeping Up with the Kardashians alum posted a sweet birthday tribute to his only child on November 10th. Happy birthday to the sweetest and funniest girl, Rob35, gushed in his caption. Dad will always love you. Um, Meanwhile, Black China 34 shared an IG reel with a sweet note reading, Happy sixth birthday to my beautiful daughter, Dream. Mommy loves you. 
Dream had an exciting year so far, with her mom sending off, sending her off to her first day of kindergarten back at the end of August. Oh. There you go. Ah. Oh. Uh, so what? Was <laughs> go ahead, Les. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I just said it was a sweet little story. But they didn't tell us what Black China was wearing. No, this is all about uh, what the kids were wearing. Yeah. It had pictures. Uh, they did have some pictures. You want to look up the anybody that wants to look up the article, you see pictures from party. But Les likes public. when they over-explain and and use really good adjectives in describing Black China's outfits. Well, the real news is we are oversaturated with news outlets, and everything is news. It's that, probably that's news that I just read that story. Possibly. I hope I hope somebody regurgitates this and brings us listeners. Yeah. This we, is maybe maybe is a baking podcast since we're talking about fondant. Do you, so you know what fondant is? Is um, you know, like a regular cake. It's like a buttercream frosting. It's really soft. If you stick your finger in it, it's gonna make you mm. know. You'll get it messy. Fondant is that like harder frosting that they use when they're making a fancy shaped cake. Like it, it's 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 almost like a a shell. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So that's called. On Don, okay. Yeah, yeah gotcha. that's okay. I was just thinking, I was just wondering, is our show allowed in communist uh, communist areas? What's what? What countries are still communist? We've got China, right? Mm-hmm. So, can yeah. China get access to our podcast? Um... Or do they some? T- because if they can. It kind of it can it can go in to into China. Someone could listen to it, and they can get news like Black China news that they might not be able to have access to otherwise. I I bet we're not uh, available to the the country, but I bet there are people with uh, VPNs and things like that that are in parts of the world like that that are accessing content. I don't know if they're using that VPN to listen to a Lifetime of Hallmark podcast, but maybe. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious, because this could be a news source. I, we could be a news source. I like I like to think of the idea of people in China listening to this podcast and being confused that we keep talking about China and not knowing what or who a black China is. Oh, yeah, I just got confused. Yeah, the China. Well, yeah, that's right. I'm talking about China and, and, actual, and black China and China. It's yeah. been confusing, yeah. Yeah, right. And the thing, you know, but China with a, our China is China with a Y, though. Here, here's yes. what we should do. Let's just put a call out to the listeners. If you are listening to us in a communist country, but maybe aren't allowed to say that you are, uh, just send us a private message on Instagram and maybe like tell us that you're in a communist country without telling us you're in a communist country. Yeah. 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 Kind of beat around the bush. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, now we want to. Oh, know. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just have a couple quick things. First of all, we 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 were trying to get Yoko Ono on the show. We, we we talked about her last week. She has not responded. She's not even looked at my message that I sent. I think it's because she listened to the last did, episode. Did she you heard? Does she have social media? You were able to reach out. She's ne- yeah, but she's. I, I, I did a little research. I don't think she's ever been on a podcast. But we we had a description. Uh, Jason wrote up the description and he mentioned her in it. So I think she may have listened to the show and found out that we were talking about her. So I don't, so that's probably why she's not coming on. 
Well, I, I, I mention anytime we send her a message, yeah. we name check, especially someone where we go down a rabbit hole talking about them for a while. I'll always mention it in the notes because their people might be looking for mentions of them in places. And so it, it brings attention to the show. Well, she's she hasn't responded to my message that I sent. Well, maybe so she was like, up. OK, I heard everything they had to say, but now I need to watch the movie with Lindsay Lohan to see if it's something that uh, if this is going to be my kind of movie. Yeah. She's got some work to do. So I had another question. This is, um, I had a, I have, so I have a friend, this is why I was up late Saturday night. This is when I got to the message about the Abbey. So I have a friend, he, he, he tells me all about his life. I talk about, I'll talk to him once in a while and he's got all this stuff going on. uh, Do I know this friend? No, no, you don't. But he's got a kind of like an odd dating life it's just it's always sort of evolving and he said that he said there is such a thing as a top and there's a bottom but there's also something called a side have you guys ever heard this yes but it's a recent terminology i believe like i i had never heard that term until maybe three months ago okay i just heard it saturday night He's got he's got all the new stuff, yeah. Okay, the kids are calling it. Okay, he's got it's. it's I, I can't get into it, but it's it gets uh, that, that that's what that's what kept me up. Sorry, just Wait, just it wondering. Kept you, like, it kept you up at night. It was that shocking. No, no. He did you tells find yourself aside? Stories. What's that? Did you find yourself aside? No, 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 no. He tells me these these stories, and he describes himself as a side. I, I can't go oh. into detail, but all the stories. But he, it's there's there's a, a lot happening with all his dating life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I was up to one. That's why I was up that late because I'm I'm like okay, what's going on? And I'm like I'm like oh oh gee, that's that's okay. Well, you asked. I do, and I listen. I'm learning. We're dancing around this like side is so grotesque. No, I guess we can explain what a side is. So he says, we know what a top and a bottom is, but he said a side is he doesn't want to be a top or a bottom. He wants to cuddle. He's He's more interested in the cuddling aspect of physical intimacy. Yeah, it's basically not topping or having sexual intimacy, but not topping or bottoming. It's sort of a catch all for everything else. That's how I understand it, at least. Yes. Basically, well, basically, this, yeah. it just means no butt stuff. No, no, nothing. None of that's going on. Um, Wait. Bing, 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 bing. The more you know. <laughs> I'm all kinds of stuff. It's like, uh, and then someone's telling me they're a demisexual and a sapiosexual. I don't know what's going on. If you, you got you to gotta hold, you got to strap in. And go along for the ride, for the ride because there's a lot of new stuff out there. I think what's yes. going on is like the younger now at this point because I'm 50 years old. It's like the younger generation is now coming up with all this shit, and you got to get on it or you're going to be old. Yes, I think it's a little bit of that, but I also think it's a little bit of 
now that the world is starting to open its eyes to not every person is a man that wants to sleep with a woman or vice versa, there are these nuances like there are homosexuals and then not all homosexuals are alike and not they, they don't all like the same thing sexually or even emotionally. Uh, and, and so it's just it's finding new terminology to describe more of the nuance. Yes. Yeah. People are more open. I, well, not everybody, but a, a lot of people. People are, are more open, open except yeah. for Candy. Oh, Kirk Cameron's Candy sister. Cameron oh, oh, that one. She's not open. Yeah, we're not. We're not. not open. Oh my God! Yeah. You know, what I just read she unfollowed her. So her co-star, Jody um, Sweeten. Yeah, dispute kind of disputed what she said, and so she unfollowed Jody Sweeten. Oh, good. Ooh. Candace did. Candace and followed Jody Sweeten. Jody Sweeten was her co-star on Full House and Fuller House, who is, by the way, also now starring in Hallmark movies. Yeah. She has a Hallmark movie out this year. Yes. Okay. So I think Played. she probably had to come out because they're like, oh, you're the, the Full House cast member that's our star now, so you need to p- push back a little bit on Candy. Yeah. She's like, bitch, I'm going to take your spot. Yeah. All right, anyway. I'm keeping up with all this stuff, and I am relevant. I'm, I'm learning. There was a list of these things. One of them I never even saw before. What? The different sexualities. Like, was, I think it was some kind of – I'd have to look it up. It, it was like some kind of questionnaire or something I was looking at, and it had a list. I, think, I was like, whoa, I never heard of that one. Because I think isn't demisexual – they say it's, it's, you're, you have you're in emotional love, connection. You're, you're in love with the person themselves. It's like an emotional connection. Somebody – was describing it to me yeah Which, and it could be anybody like so you could be you could be attracted to e- either gender i believe it's just this mm-hmm. emotional um so your your sexual attraction has got to be this, this emotional bond which i assume you would have to build on that in our day we called it bisexual oh that's <laughs> <laughs> again this is describing some of the nuance though <laughs> Bless. Remember that woman. I hope she, hopefully she doesn't listen to the show. But <laughs> that woman who was was talking to us about uh, she was polyamorous, and so she she had a whole thing about being polyamorous. And we had oh, a friend. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. And we had a friend who was like just was like sitting nearby, and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." He was he's he's bit he was older than us, and he said, "Oh well, yeah." Back in my day, that was called. Dating, and she was so pissed. Oh, she was so pissed. <laughs> she was like, I, I ran into her like a year later, and she was still holding on to that. <laughs> she was so pissed. <laughs> Hope she doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, I she was mad. I think, yeah, I don't think she would. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was definitely mad. Yeah, and I was like, wow. I was like, you held on it for that long? It's not dating. <laughs> well, they, they anyway. deal a lot with that in this movie of like holding on to things for a long time that maybe you need to let go. Why, yes. I, and I guess we should get into yes. this. Yeah, let's start. Let's get into this. So three wise men and a baby. Hallmark. And so and, started, and we, we, we should say that part of the reason why we watch this is because this premiered on Hallmark you know, when we're recording this about a week and a half ago, and it gave Hallmark their highest rating since 2019. So a lot wow. of people watched this movie already. Yeah. 
And I got to say, it was good. It had the three leading men were like the three men that kind of alternate between every movie. Yeah. Yeah, they're all Hallmark stars in their own right. I I couldn't tell you any one of their real-life names and, like, some of the women that star in the Hallmark movies, but we've definitely seen all three of these guys before. A lot. Yeah. I like the guy with the beard. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of them that we've He's been in a bunch. So, we start off. It's Christmas in the suburbs, and there's Christmas everywhere, everywhere, decorations. And then we see a guy in the mirror and he's doing affirmations to himself. He is shirtless right out of the gate. First person you see on screen is a shirtless man. And we are watching a Hallmark movie. Right. And a, and a, and good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, and I enjoyed every minute of it. (laughs) And so, so it's like, you know, he's doing his affirmations and then all of a sudden his mom walks in. So it's like, he, you find it. Yeah, he's still living at home with his mom. Good thing and he wasn't bottomless. Why? So, why? why? Why would you stop that? Because his mom walked in. Oh, true. True. Okay. True. Um, so, so we, so we, and his name is Luke. Mm-hmm. So Luke and, and his mom are talking and his mom is is telling him that Aunt Louise is coming to visit, right? And Aunt Louise, I guess, we also find out that Aunt Louise was very, like, very important to them when they were kids, and they, she helped their mom out a lot. And this is going to be, uh, they uh, mentioned very casually, Louise's first Christmas without Robert. I see dead people. So right. we don't find out about a dead parent, per se, but a dead uncle. Right. Do we know Robert died? Uh, they, yeah. they 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 talk about him in past tense, and it's it's Louise's first without him, but might not be because we find out about uh, another couple that isn't together that doesn't have to do with someone dying. So 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 then we then we cut to an office, and it's an office party. Everyone's dressed up for Christmas, and. The office party that was going on was the kind of office party that I used to hate. Oh, it was the worst. And they even called, they basically called it out too because everyone was way dressed up like, like they look like they're going Christmas caroling. (laughs) But you find out that this is at 9.15 in the morning because it saves money on buying alcohol. Right. And, 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 and it, and it, then it, and I hate, so, so back when I had like a, um, when I had a civilian job, uh, I remember working in these offices and they'd have like these demos or these promotions that the company was gonna gonna unveil, blah, 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 blah. And I remember not giving a shit, but having all the, my fellow coworkers just act like they're overly excited, like they're so happy that this was coming out, even though it's like, you're not gonna get any credit for this and the money's not going to you. But, you know, like when I would watch The Office and they would do those episodes where they would have the fun committee meetings and they would all fight with each other. I worked for a place that literally did have a fun committee and they would do things like schedule ice cream socials. And it it sounds nice and I understand what they're trying to do, but you're basically looking for a way to make working less miserable. But in doing so, you're making it more miserable. I told you guys I work for some – I think I told you guys this. I work for some 
corporation in New York. I was a temp. This is some years ago. And so, so yeah, Christmas, they'd have all this stuff going on. They like gingerbread, uh, you make like gingerbread cookies. And, and there was a Britney Spears impersonator performing at a certain time. And I, and I was, and I thought, well, no one, no one, no one I know is going to see me. So I was standing in line to go see the Britney Spears. And, then, and this woman walks by who I knew. I was like in a show with her. I had no idea she worked at the same place. She's like, what are you doing? I'm here to see the Britney Spears impersonator. They had a drag queen come in? No, no. What's a drag queen? Well, that's what I think who's... about when I think of, when I hear Britney. That was where my mind went to, but he didn't specifically say that it was a drag impersonator. So. No, no. It was a woman who was a, a Britney Spears. Well, that's no fun. I worked at a radio station that for our holiday party one year they hired um, uh, William Hung to come sing what? for us. <laughs> and mind you, this was a very, 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 very wildly successful radio station. And I, I'm, I'm sure that like they didn't pay for it. It didn't pay a lot for it. But it's like they, you know, if they're going to have an artist perform at our party, they could have gotten an artist that the station was actually playing. Did he they weren't she playing. She bangs. Yeah. yeah. Did he perform? Yeah. Yeah. And this is like when he was sore. Oh, like he was already past that pop culture moment. So it was like, that like the the joke of it all if you want to call it that was already in the past so it was like why why having this guy here now well there was some really rich dude who had some kind of like birthday party and he flew in he flew in that woman who said i've fallen and i can't get up just as like he flew her in so she could say that at his birthday party <laughs> yeah so that's it that's well if you have that much money and that's what makes you laugh does she do the fall? Like, like, I would make her do a fall. Like, you know, have a crash mat there. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, everyone gets to come and shove her over uh, to the yeah. crash mat. <laughs> and yeah. then she presses the life alert button. And then, like, you get to also be somebody on the other line of the phone. Like, I'll send help right now. Oh, my God. That's cool. But I guess they did something. And the thing yeah, is, you think funny. about this woman. So she did this probably, probably took, like, a day this non-union gig that probably paid her like $200 and she became like an icon. And I bet she made thousands of dollars to appear at that party versus the probably yeah. $200 that she did the probably non-union commercial. Yeah. Oh no. She probably made a lot more than she did doing, doing that gig. But, Wait, but have we looked for her on, imagine? Kurt, have you looked for her on Cameo? Yeah. Oh, she's no longer with us. Oh, you know that. <laughs> yeah, her and, her, Maybe she was like still Getty, and, and she was like in an old wig when when she did the commercial. No, I have. I believe I have looked her up. I don't think she's still with us. That was like back in the eighties. Okay. Lady's not with her. Her and Clara Peller. Yeah, we'll we'll have them on the next week's show. That's the where's the beef. See, lady. I would have Clara Peller at a party, and she says, "Where's the beef?" And then the chef and the catering team walks out with the entrees and serves everyone. Yes. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. It's <laughs> my kind of party. <laughs> oh, for uh, food. I would. Yeah, I would enjoy that party. So, so they're so they're having their office party. It's awful. Taylor is the guy. He's like very disgruntled. So then this woman walks up and he's wearing a pin and she's like, night pin. 
and we find out that she's his ex. But she was kind of a cool, like she was cool looking. She didn't look like your run of the mill Hallmark. Andrew, she was very sassy. Yeah, th- and I think that was by design because they were both coders at this video game company. She liked berets. She wore a lot of berets. She had a really ugly fedora mm-hmm. later in the movie, though. And so what? So, An ugly fedora later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we find out that yeah, they're exes and she's bitter about it. Yeah. So then they, they do a reveal... And everyone else is like, yay! And Taylor's like, what the hell is this? And mind you, it was just a reveal for the artwork to promote this new video game that they've been working on. And he's pissed about it because it's like this, it looks like the end of the earth, like, you know, almost, uh, you know, like scorched earth where like it's like, you know, some planet and it's been hit by a bomb or something and it's glowing. But in the middle of all that is a little snowman that they put into the art. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. So so his boss calls him into the office and his boss is like, you know, basically like you have a bad attitude. You don't get along with anybody. You're fired. And Taylor talks back to him and Taylor's like, He's like, I quit. But this is in front of everybody. He gets fired. Like, like the, I don't even think the office like had a door. It was kind of wide open. Everybody, everybody is out at the Christmas party watching him get fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the story that guy got fired during Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. This is worse. Wait, what? (laughs) Somebody got fired on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. Oh, that's awful. Get fired in front of your daughter. This isn't any better. (laughs) <laughs> but so they fire him and then he walks out and he's like uh, i just quit and they're like no you, like they're all like no you like, didn't you, you were fired you and, and then he's like i i quit and I'm, I'm gonna start my own company who's with me and like nobody speaks up and then somebody's like nobody likes you yeah that's like, so that funny but that's like jerry Maguire. he's like, yeah who's who's coming with me yeah so so then we cut to Another person, it's like a home, and this woman comes over with her dog, and that's where we meet Stefan, who is a pet therapist. And so the woman brings in her dog. You can tell she likes him. Um, you can tell, tell she likes him, and he, she's just, like, making him really nervous. Yeah. Really nervous, and he's just really sketched out by her. She was and a then, lot. Pardon? Like she, she had a, she was a lot. It, it, she was talking a mile a minute because she was sort of nervous talking, and he was freaked out by people. So he was freaked out by her nervous talking. So that you know the energies were bouncing off each other in that way. Yeah, and he was basically over. He looked like he was going to have a panic attack. She brought him so, a fruitcake so, too. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was her dog's name? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've written that down. Or I did somewhere. I'll also let you know later. Anyway, so so then we cut back to Taylor, and Taylor's walking down the street, and he walks by the neighbor, and the neighbor says something to him, and um oh the neighbor's like cleaning his truck, and the neighbor yeah, like that guy, Mark. Mark. He was my favorite character. 
I enjoyed him in this movie. He was very funny. Yeah. And so he says something to Taylor, and Taylor makes a snide where he says something about Mark says something about a bulb out, and then Taylor's like, "Yeah, your bulb is out." Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark was basically like the dumb, like in in a high school movie, he'd be like the dumb uh, football player meathead that like shoves you in a locker. But as an adult, he's like a little bit more. He's still kind of a d bag, but he's so weirdly likable as a viewer. Because he was yeah. so oblivious to the fact that he's just a moron. So, so then we go back to the firehouse where we find out that they have all, they all went out because Luke is a fireman. So we find out that they all just got back from a false alarm um, because the woman always like sends a report in for for uh, an emergency. Just so she could see Luke. Yeah, but it, Luke was Mr. January. It's a it's a beauty salon because they they had a uh, fireman's calendar and he's Mr. January, so they're constantly calling in false alarms. Yeah, so irresponsible. Really is so, so, dangerous. So they're calling for the so the fire truck has to come out to their beauty parlor. Yeah, you got to respond. And this is a small town, so you know you yeah. know that when you call the fire department, you're going to get the same yeah. fire. But they, they were only doing it on the days that they knew that Luke worked. That's so Smart. irresponsible. That's. I hope no one's going to do that. Like, if I had, so like, should... a regular DoorDash delivery guy or something I thought was hot, I'd probably make a point to order on those nights if I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah but that's different than calling in a false emergency well true i mean that that is a felony i believe that's a problem then again i know i know a woman who worked she was she was a 911 operator and a friend of hers once called her i told you guys that right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. she pressed 911 yeah. yeah may i speak to jack <laughs> <laughs> another problem okay oh so, so then we're back to stefan who is the brother that is the dog therapist and stefan is walking through the dog park and then someone else someone recognizes him and Stefan's like oh my god I just want to be left alone but the person approaches him and the and the person works for the animal shelter and he want he asks um Stefan if he could do a talk at the animal shelter and Stefan did not like that at all he freaks out and like walks like he's like hyperventilating and, and goes and he starts popping pills in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. This is the new anxiety one. from yeah. us. Yeah. So 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 then um oh so, oh so then Taylor's in his apartment. I love I loved this. Taylor's in his apartment. His mom calls him. And she's trying to figure out, like, the FaceTime and all that stuff. And she didn't have it right, like, you know, like most moms do. And she couldn't figure it out. And then he's like, Mom, just hold on. And he walks upstairs, and we find out it's not an apartment. He's living in his mother's basement. I like that he just hung up on her. And yeah. also, she's yeah, there, bar, like, yeah. by herself and just poured herself a glass of wine. Again, in a Hallmark movie, she's like, I'm getting drunk right now. Well, he mentioned something about being friend-zoned. He's, like, on the, he's on, on the phone with, like, a buddy or something like that. And he mentioned something about, he goes, oh, oh 
you better watch out or you'll be friend zoned. Did you hear that? I don't remember that moment in the movie. Is he talking to one to his brother to later in the movie? No, it's in this scene, like right before his mom calls him. He's like on the phone. Oh, so she like interrupts his call. Got it. Yeah. yeah. It was probably like an ad lib. You know how like in a script they'll have the, like, you know, he's in the middle of a phone call. It's interrupted by mom, but he has to like make something up so that he, he, there's something for mom to interrupt. Yeah. So, so then they're having dinner and then Stefan comes home for dinner as well. And we find out that Stefan is also living at home. He just lives in the guest house in the back. It's better than the basement. That's, and so, so Taylor and Stefan get into an argument over dinner, like they were thirteen. And Stefan, and so, and so uh, Taylor says to Stefan, "You live in the backyard." And then Stefan says, "Oh yeah, well you're at home at eleven in the morning." And so then his mom is like, "You know, we fired it again." But so I guess he has a history of getting fired. Yeah, for having a bad attitude. These people have to get their acts together. And so, um, so he tells his mom, I wasn't fired, I quit, but everybody knew that he was fired. So, so then we're back at the firehouse. Also, can I just point out that in that scene, mom was begging them both, like, can you please decorate the house? And she, she was complaining, it's not decorated for Christmas, even though, like, inside where she's complaining about this, the house is fully decked out for Christmas. It's just she yeah. wanted some stuff outside. Oh, and she wanted the tree up. But, like, they have all the garland and stuff hanging over the windows and all the lights and things. But what's wrong with these guys? Like, they're asking – their mom is asking them, like, I got to decorate my parents' house. I've been decorating for the last three years. They don't, even, they don't even have to ask me what happened to real men. Yeah. Am I – well, I'm not the only one left. Oh, so, so then we're in the firehouse – they're doing secret Santa. They're doing the secret Santa thing. And we find out that Luke is That's building a, Luke is building a house for himself. Did you find it weird that they were giving him shit about how long it's taking to build his house? And 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 they they made it seem like it was going on forever. And then yeah. when the real amount of time comes out, how long he's been building it for, it was only 10 months. Yeah, which is not <laughs> bad at all. When he's walking around with this guy looking at like the house they're building, I thought they were couple. I thought they were they're you know gay couple. I mean, they mm. never said he wasn't gay. Although they they do imply a lot later in the movie that he sleeps around. Okay. Hmm, okay. So 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 then we cut back to the the scene with the mom and mom's telling her son, you know what? I want a Christmas. Like we used to have when you were kids, I want to have one of those kind of Christmases, like a happy Christmas. I think she should try to progress rather than regress with these uh, people. But well, we, we, we start finding out why at this point that they, haven't had a regular Christmas because dad wasn't around. Have, do we know at this point that dad left them at Christmas? Because we I do find that out. We found out a, a little later, but not much later. Yeah. So, hmm. so, so then we go back to the firehouse 
Um, Luke is doing yoga. Yes, he is. And then, and, and he, and he looked good doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's the doorbell, the doorbell rings and Luke goes out there <clears throat> and there is a baby with a note mm-hmm. just sitting in the fire station. And the note says, Luke, please take care of this baby. And, and so. And, I don't know. We so, were just, we were just, we were just talking about this guy doing yoga moves. And I see our, our listeners can't see Jason's like rubbing his palms. Like, Oh, I w- <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but at prospect of him having a baby. No, I think you were still thinking about the yoga situation. I think I was just rubbing my hands together. <laughs> so, so, so then the police chief is like, okay, Luke, oh, is this baby yours? It looks like it's not mine. Everybody thought it was his baby. Well, yeah, everyone kept asking him and, and like assuming it was his. What I thought was wild, though, is the, chief, is the police chief or the fire chief? Was it Luke? I think it was Luke's boss. Yeah, it was the fire, fire chief. chief. He's he's like normally we call child protective services, but they're they're not going to answer this time of night. Isn't that what CPS is for? Is for like emergencies? Yes. yes. And wouldn't, wouldn't an abandoned baby be a very high level emergency? Yes. Oh, who and, knows? But um, you'd be surprised. Got some lazy CPS workers. In right this now, town, right? in this town, yeah. in this movie. Well, but it is Hallmark or Lifetime, where you know, life, Lifetime we have the the lazy cops. Yeah. Well, resources are not being are not being taken seriously in this in this in, the, in this area. So, so then Luke takes the baby home, and his mom actually is happy about it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. mom asks, "Are you sure it's not yours?" Too. She asked it like three times. He's like, "I'm sure. I'm sure." So, so then the brothers come home, I swear and they're like, up. and they're like, "Wait, so this is your your baby?" And yeah, once again, he's like, "No, it's not my baby." And so then the mom goes into a little monologue about what it's like to be a single mother. Oh, because they were talking about yeah. how the baby was abandoned, and there was a note, and the mom was like, "Don't judge her because I know what it's like yeah. to be a single mother." You know, I, well, I and also the and I, note, the note did and beyond just like Luke, take care of my baby. It was like, I, I, I don't want to do this, but I just need like a few days to get back on my feet. I need somebody to look after it for a few days. Yeah. And so, yeah. So the mom is like, I get it. She's like, cause I was there once too. And I had three. And, and so then she gets a call and Aunt Louise had a fall. And so... She had a so, great fall. Yeah, so Mom was like, I got to go and take care of Aunt Louise, but I'll be back. Well, Louise had a fall, and she gets uh, Mom to come over there, and we find out that Louise didn't really fall. She was just hired by some really rich guy to fall and say she's fallen and can't get up. Right, so that she can wow. get thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really happen. So, so, so the mom leaves and Luke is like, Luke turns to Taylor and he's like, look, I got to go back to work. 
So can you take care of the baby? Because I got to work. And since you have nothing else to do anyway, take care of the baby. So then... I I also... I do think comedically it was a real smart choice to have Taylor be the first one to really spend some time with the baby. Because he was the one that seemed the least equipped to take care of another human. And like he was going to have the worst time of it because he was so just gruff. Yeah. I like him the most out of the three brothers. So, so he's like talking to the baby and then he puts the baby in front of a video game. Then the baby starts crying and he doesn't know why the baby's crying. So, oh, so then he went to get the baby some food, but he spilled the formula. And so he had to go take the baby. He had to go get more formula, but he didn't have a car, so he was going to have to carry the baby the whole way, and he sees this little kid with a wagon, and he's like, can I use your wagon? And the kid's like, yeah, for 50 bucks. So he gives the kid the 50 bucks. He grabs the wagon. The the Uber was like 20 minutes away. He had to. So so then, um, Oh, so then we cut back to the firehouse for a minute, and they're talking about a charity and supporting a charity, and we find out Luke is really big into charity. So then we cut back to the grocery store, and he, you know, she he has a baby, so of course he gets attention from a from a very beautiful woman because he has a baby, and she helps him. Um, and then she says, oh, the, you know, your baby needs a diaper change. So that was probably what was wrong with the baby in the first place. And so um, he then goes to the register and we find out he's opened the diapers and changed the baby's diaper, which I don't know why they started giving him so much shit about it because he, even though he used the diaper, he gave the guy the the box, mm-hmm. so the guy could get you know he still he was still going to pay for it. Well, he thought yeah. he was going to pay for it, but then he we realize he realizes he forgot his wallet at home. Was he changing the baby in the middle of the store? Probably. There you used to be what? this. this... <laughs> I've seen okay, similar stuff like that happen before. Though. Yeah, when they started these like ninety nine cent pizza slices in Manhattan. So I was, I was like, Oh, that's, that's good for me. I don't want to spend any money. But then there was like this woman, this woman in the little 99 cent pizza store, she started changing her baby on one of the tables. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should up myself to $3 pizza slices again. So that happens. Yep. (laughs) So, so, So then, we cut back to Stephen, to Stefan, and mm. Stefan goes to Susie's house, and we find out that Susie actually is a seamstress, and she has a company called Sosumi because she sews, and her name is Susie. Oh, so, got that. Okay. So then, oh, and I forget to mention when when Taylor left his wallet when he was trying to check out he told the he told the cashier you know what i have a watch i'll give you my watch 
So, so then we're at Susie's house, and Stefan just is flipping out because Susie's just being a lot. Yeah. So, so, th- so then St- Stefan comes home, and Taylor is there with the baby, but Taylor has just been like, this, yeah. this was a funny reveal because, like, you know, we've seen Taylor struggling with the baby, you know, for the past, you know, couple of scenes. And Stefan gets home, you know, looking totally normal. And then they cut to Taylor and it's like he's been to war. Like his hair's yeah. all frazzled. He's got, like, stuff all over him. He and, and, like, he's just got this look in his eyes of, like, I've seen some stuff. Yeah. So, th- so then Taylor's like, Look, I got to go back to the store and get my watch back. And then we also find out that he has been banned from, like, stores because of the baby. Yeah. Probably because of his behavior more than because of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, can you take care of the baby while I go back and settle up at the store? And Stefan is like, sure. And he's like, well, let's make some cookies. And then... When Taylor comes back, Stefan then looks like he's been to war. And he was just like, I just wanted to make some cookies. <laughs> what a disaster. Yeah. So. Cookies are burnt. So, so then. The baby can't eat the cookies anyway. No. No. So, so then they're back at home talking. And um, they're talking about how could how could anyone abandon a baby at Christmas? And then we find out that their dad abandoned them. Yeah. At Christmas. Stefan just kind of very glibly says like, dad would know, but we don't talk about that in this house. We don't talk about anything. I was like, Ooh, that's a heavy moment. Yeah. Right. Dad's Um, a real asshole. so, So, so then we find out that Taylor made a mistake and bought adult diapers for the baby. How do you make that mistake? I don't know. I don't because it does say adult diapers on the diaper. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, if he changed the baby, the diaper would be way too large for the baby. Yes. Yeah. I know this from firsthand experience from my Halloween costume that that adult diapers are rather large. Ooh. I was glad to know where <laughs> you're going with that. I know this in firsthand. I was, I was a little concerned. Ah. But it worked out. If you, if you I know what he's talking about. Didn't listen to the episode. We did it right after Halloween. I dressed as Baby Shark, so I was wearing a diaper for Halloween. Were they comfortable? <sighs> I mean, they weren't. Unco- <sighs> I had like underwear on underneath because I, I didn't want them to accidentally fall off and me have nothing right. on. So, um, and I had like a like an oversized like a baby, like diaper pin across the front, so that was kind of in the way as I walked around. Yeah, yeah, you do not want to have a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. No. Yeah, I wore a diaper in a sketch show I was in uh, some years ago. I rocked that diaper. Yeah. I did. Capture that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I shouldn't have to watch everything I say. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just like little clips from us. If I ever, you know, make any changes to the production on the show, that's a good one. 
Les, have you ever have you ever oh, worn man. a diaper, an adult diaper? Have I? No. Careful what you say. No, I haven't. Okay. Yet. Yet. I'm sure I will someday. All right. Well, you know, do it before next week's episode and report back. Okay. Yeah, and I'll report back. Okay. I've got more if you need. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you have to. It's a brotherhood. Actually, you yeah, know what dude. I did. <laughs> actually really funny so in my apartment building and i've lived in the same apartment for like 11 years there um in the lobby there's just this table of like random knickknacks that they have there to make it look nice but it's just kind of ugly stuff but every now and then there will be like weird random things that will end up there that are just up for grabs like they might be like a pile of old cds of artists you've never heard of or maybe a couple of books. And then you'll see weird things. Like one time there was a fondue set down there. One time there was like two cans of beans and a saucepan. So <laughs> I only used one of the adult diapers from the pack that I bought for my Halloween costume. Like, what am I going to do with these? I don't want to store them. So I put them down at that table to see if anyone would take them. And did someone take them? I mean, they were gone. I don't know if someone threw them out. Oh, that's funny. Too well to use. Yeah. Giving back to the community. Well, there are some older people in my building, too, that might legitimately need them. So, good. Somebody gets them. Um, oh, so, so then Taylor's ex shows up. And, and he's with the baby, and he's like, it's not my baby. And Stefan is like, she's so cool. And so then... Then we see Mark, and he's heckling them because they don't have any Christmas lights up. Then the mom calls, and she says, Aunt Louise has a concussion, so I can't leave yet. Well, this mom, she's responsible for everybody. Right. Good thing mom's around. Well, mom wanted to help out Louise because Louise was there when the boys were young, and she needed help. See, what I understand, so you have a family like this. What if legitimately something happens with mom? Mom dies. Is everybody just fucked, or does everybody step up to the plate? Or does some other member of the family step up and become the new mom? I I think this movie ultimately answers that question in a way. Ooh. Doesn't it? I mean, the the movie is, you know, like, hey, what? Bit, like, yeah. you guys, you guys can't fend for yourselves. Mom's taken out of the picture. You're gonna have to figure it out. And also, you've got a baby now. Right. Right. All right. Well, better late than never for these guys, I guess. Yeah. So, so then, um, you know, they they finally got the baby asleep. Luke came home and woke the baby up. Cute baby. Uh, um, so, oh, so then, uh, Stefan is walking the dog with Susie, <clears throat> I guess as part of the therapy, and then he sees the pet adoption guy, and he starts fl- flipping out again, and, like, trying to hide and stuff, and, and Susie's like, you know, what's going on? And he tells Susie about the talk. And Susie's, Susie's like, well, I think you should do it anyway, even though you're afraid. And he's like, well, I don't like people. And Susie then admits that she's a lot. She admits it. Yeah. And I like that, actually. Yeah. 
And so um, this humanized her, and it also humanized Stefan in this moment because basically it's like sh- this woman you've finally met somebody that's going to give you a chance to connect in a way you never have before. Right. It softened her. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. So so then. Uh. Luke goes to see his house. And then, oh, so, and then, oh, then we see Taylor and he's out for beers with a friend. And then we, we, it looks like they were just out for beers. Then we find out they were out for beers, but Taylor was also looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And the friend basically says, I'd love to hire you, but you're an asshole. Basically, I believe the term you used was your wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah. Where do I have that? Let's see. I can't find that. Anyway, so 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 then everybody's back at home, and Luke comes home, and Luke's like, "I don't know why you guys are having so much trouble with this baby. It was no problem for me at all. You guys, you know, taking care of a baby is easy." I don't get I don't get why you're bitching so much. And then they lift the blanket and it's the wrong baby. Not in a lifetime way. Yeah. That would have been really funny and really meta if they li- lifted it and the baby were in a little black hoodie. Right. <laughs> and, and, then and, Vi- then. and Vivica Fox does a cameo in a Hallmark movie saying, You took the wrong baby. Right. That's funny. Should have had a little crossover there. So, so the police, yeah, because she could have, because the police, a policewoman came over. Vivica could have been the policewoman. What's insane about this point in the movie is, had they ever actually called CPS? Like, did the mom call CPS and they're just like, oh, we don't have it. So they've never called and reported this baby as missing. The police show up to help hand off this baby and get the other baby back. But never does it occur to anyone that, hey, this baby doesn't belong to any of these people. I guess not. Yeah. Because, yeah, the police just gave the baby back to him and Where judged him while they were giving the baby. Because he's like, oh, I bet this happens all the time. And the policewoman's was like, no, it doesn't. Where was this taking place? Um, it's, this must be some... This was Ballless outside land. of Seattle. Seattle? Yeah. Because yeah. they had Washington plates on the cars. And the opening shot of the movie was uh, Seattle. Skyline. Oh, okay. But, you know, I lived in Seattle so, for a little while. But I didn't see any of this stuff going on. Well, maybe you were the one losing the baby. Maybe. It was my baby. So, I want it back. So, yeah. So, yeah, the, the judgmental police officer's like, no, this does not happen all the time. And, and so, and the funny thing day. is, is the baby that he brought home didn't look like the other baby. <clears throat> but then, what do you call it? The car- I was going to call it a carrying case, but it's not a carrying case. The, the thing that they used to carry the baby. The baby seat. The baby seat what, didn't even look 
anything like the baby seat. No, the bl- the blanket the blanket looked exactly the same because that's how he took the wrong one because he was outside the store and some woman was loading up her car kind of where near he was getting in a car and so both the babies were like put down on the ground and right next to each other and he picked the one up because it looked like his. Well, well, I got to tell you that the special guest baby was very mellow. The special guest Yeah, the special guest baby was not freaking out. He had a lot of hair. He no, had a lot of hair. He was like a wild dude. Oh, so anyway, so so once the police leave, then the brothers start fighting, and then they started like getting physical, like brother fighting. Yeah, roughhousing. Like roughhousing, and then um, and and then what happened after that? Who broke them up? Well, they they broke a Christmas ornament. Yeah, it was like a oh, it was like, like a snowman on the mantle or something like that. Yeah, and then mom mom's favorite ornament, right? And the mom called them. Yeah, and she's telling him like, "Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming home tonight. The path is closed. I guess because of snow." So she's stuck at Aunt Louise's. Doesn't even know she'll make it home for Christmas. Oh, yeah. and she thinks it's a disaster. Mom understands. Mom is is taking on this role of the person who's who's responsible. Yeah, yeah, for everyone. Yeah, maybe if mom did step back, so she's forced to step back, and now these 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 people have to actually fend for themselves. Well, they, I don't know. Who's I, 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 you're absolutely right. That's what she should be doing. But I also imagine if you're a mom and you're husband walks out on your three young boys there's probably something psychologically that you're like i've got to just i've got to do everything for them because they they don't have a father like i've got to be the mother and the father right yeah it's it's yeah oh so 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 then the next scene Taylor goes ice skating well for wait this is the big big moment so stefan after mom calls and they basically are like, no, 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 we, we got this mom. Just take care of Louise. And then Stefan's like, guys, like, we got to fucking pull this together. All hands on deck. We're being assholes here. Right. Mom does everything right. and for us. They, we got to do some stuff. Right. So they kind of decide to rein it in. Yeah. She cooks, she cleans, she does laundry. Right. So, so, so then they go ice skating. And Taylor runs into his ex again. And she's like, I'm on a date. And he gets this weird look on his face. And she's like, with my niece. And she then, they're talking. She's being sassy to him. And then she says, oh, I forgot my gloves. And Taylor gives her his gloves. It's a very nice moment. Which was like, which was like, aw. So, So then... They're, it's kind of like a Christmas market thing that they're walking around, and so they decide, so there's a Santa taking pictures, so they decide to get elf outfits for themselves and the baby, mm-hmm. and they took like a sexy picture with Santa. I mean, I, I think it was, was sexy. Oh, yeah, I don't think it was sexy in the. Oh, we're, we're trying to be sexy. I think it was sexy because there was three good-looking, like adult men, dressed as these elves, 
but doing like a bad boy. But like Taylor was really funny because yeah. Taylor, when they they did this like slow mo walk for the for the movie, uh, and, and uh, you know they slowed down the walks and they've got some like badass music playing, even though they're in elf costumes. And Taylor, it looks like he's got a cigarette in his mouth, and then they get closer and you realize it's a candy cane. It was a funny scene. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 then they decide to go Christmas tree shopping. And then Mark, the dickhead neighbor, am I did I skip something or this am I Just uh, like you, the, no, you're doing okay. I, I think you're kind of skipping around a bit but it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. The all you miss is that they were they were like weirdly setting up a slumber party in the living room to watch the baby. Like they were all going to yeah. sleep in the living room together with the baby. I watch this and I, it, it discourages me from having a baby. So, so then, so then Mark, so then uh, Mark, the dickhead neighbor uh, I like says, him. you know what? I've won the Christmas house contest every year. And this year I'm going to win it again. And the prize is a cruise. So, so long suckers. And so they decide, you know what? We need to win this to get a cruise for our mom because she's done so much for us. We need to do something for her. So we're going to win her a cruise. I like how they kind of end things with Mark. It's, it's kind of like, they're like, uh, is that it? He goes, yeah, that's it. He just kind of walks, walks off. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I think that's why I enjoyed the character of Mark because it's like he's sprinkled in to be a dick and sort of turn the screws on them. But sort of, they, they sort of just tell him like, okay, move along now. And he's like, okay. He's like kind of a puppy dog yeah like he he seems like he he could be their buddy even though he's kind of like their uh adversary yeah so, so then they're trying to set everything up for this contest um taylor's ex fiona the, her name is fiona taylor's ex comes back to return return the gloves at the same time that susie comes over to bring them a casserole because Stefan told her about the baby. And so she's like, you know, well, babies are hard work. So I'm going to, I thought I'd bring you a casserole to help out. And so they decorate the tree, which looks like a really cool, like it looks really cool. Well, it was a noble fur. Because when the and brothers then, were tree shopping, they were bickering over what kind of tree to get and stuff on the really uptight one. It's like, no, you can't get that one. That's trash. You have to get this one. And as soon as Susie walked in, she recognized it as the tree he wanted to get. So see, they had something in common. Susie's smart, though. She's got to come in and, and be, if she's, going to, if she's going to attract one of these guys, she's got to kind of take on this motherly role. So she's cooking casseroles. But is that smart of Susie? Like, I, I wouldn't. So. I wouldn't want to date someone with the intention of like, oh, I've got to do everything for you. Well, that sounds terrible. Well, it might at least get it, snag him in the beginning, at least, and then she can kind of. Well, no, I I understand from his that. point of view why he might want that, but if I know, if I'm I, talking about with her. If I'm she, if, I, if I'm starting just meeting someone i don't want the hook to be like oh i'm going to do everything for you because you're helpless 
Right. Because oh, so- I, I can do everything for myself without you in the picture and not have to do all your shit too. Yeah, but there are people who like to take care of other people as well. That's true. There's people but like that. That's a different It also could be just yeah. a different level though. Well, it also could be just that's her, that's that's how she's going to initially attract him once she kind of has him that she was like, okay, you the have lure responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Sounds like a lot of work. I'm not saying that's great, but you know, sometimes that the lure. Oh, so then after they decorate the tree, they do like a Chippendales type dance. Yeah, yeah, like a Christmas dance. But yeah. they, but they had like it was the Sugar Plum Fairy, but it had like chip a Chippendale. It was Sugar Plum Fairy, but like if Skrillex remixed it. Skrillex. Skrillex is an EDM uh, DJ, and his stuff is very methy sounding. And this version of the uh, Sugar Plum Fairy song from Nutcracker was very methy. Yeah, well, it seemed like they must have gotten along very well at some point because they put together this whole dance sequence that was well executed. Well, I, I think the implication in, in this moment in the movie was this is something that they always did as kids. Like, it was a funny thing that they did as brothers when they got along, that when that song came yeah. on, they did this dance routine. It reminds me of that there were these movies in, like, I guess the early 90s, maybe in late eighties where all of a sudden people would just these the main characters just have a big song and dance sequence. Mm-hmm. And the one that always stands out, out for me is the first wives club. They just start doing it. You don't own me. To, yeah, I know. I don't, I, I almost said the F word. I'm trying not to curse. You the show don't as much. Own, I love that. That, oh, that I, I love hate that, that. I hate that. You but hate I the first wives club. I hate when these performers, it's, it, people in the movie start singing and singing and dancing like there's a camera in front of them and there isn't. I, I actually, that, well. uh, that bothers me too, especially if the movie is not otherwise a musical. If, if all of a sudden there's just That's a it. music number that isn't justified by the plot. If it's just all of a sudden well. there's a song and dance number. That's annoying. It's like, look, but I in the first wife club, they were showing that they were empowered. No. That they took their power back. That's lit. I know. I know you're Bette Midler. I know you're 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 Bette Midler, and you're great. But there's no reason for you to be singing and dancing all of a sudden just because it's a movie. Or at least write it in, write it into the the plot that they're singing, and and there's a reason why. Versus <sighs> now, all of a sudden, the next scene in the movie is just them singing. And see, I How don't mind it. Hurt. No, I'm standing by this. This is my cause. How dare you? I, we don't first, see it as much anymore either because I, th- I think I was the only one who was annoyed. I don't have such a problem Wives with Club it. First Club is one of my favorite movies. How dare you? We don't have as much of a problem. Listen, we don't have, I don't have as much of a problem in this movie because they had a little, like, little audience. There was like little people watching. And, and it was a justification a, hey, in, the, in the scene that why they were doing it. In the Cosby show, where they do the big Ray Charles number, it's happening for us, the TV audience, but they're doing it for their grandparents, and that's why it actually works. Again, justified in the scene. All all you need is a simple line of dialogue in First Wives Club, or maybe like Bette Midler standing near a piano, and she's like, (laughs) and then she's like, I'm just going to sing to you. I'm going to sing to you and show you that you're wrong, or whatever it is, and then she she starts singing, and then they join in. Well, didn't she go... Me, 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 you don't own me. Oh, and then they bust it in. I, I want a line of dialogue before me, 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 me. Why are you me, 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 me? 
because they don't need men. They're empowered. You don't they, know they, me. They got over being the first wives. No, I, I understand everyone. as a uh, the use of the storytelling device of them singing. I'm saying the storytelling was like one line of dialogue short of explaining why they are suddenly singing as if they're being followed by cameras. Right. That's my problem. Well, well, you know, Beth Midler got we, over her husband leaving her for Sarah Jessica Parker. We know that. Well, Les, Why we, are we they singing? Here. You think it's okay, Les. We don't. Why are they singing? I, Just justify it. That's all I'm I, saying. And this has happened see, in a couple I other love, movies. I love a musical, though. I love but that's not a musical. musical. And this has happened in a couple other movies, too. It was, it was during that era. It was a couple years. There was all of a sudden someone's just started singing and dancing. They've got a hair, hair, you know, a hairbrush, and they're singing into it. And I will be the movie audience. Why was that at us. the end though? Wouldn't you think though, since it's at the end, no. that that actually would be okay? Because that's how the movie ended. This is a debate. Yeah, I wonder what our audience members. You don't members. own me. I've, how dare you, Kurt? I've seen the First Wives Club probably like. Well, I wish times. I could think of the other movies that did this because it was, this was a Hollywood thing for a little while. First Wives Club has a very good montage. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Ironically, you know what we talked about on this very episode that always ends with a musical number kind of out of nowhere and kind of not explained by the plot is Bollywood. I'd love yes. Bollywood movies. Yes, Kurt. So if you're going to be a Bollywood star, you better get used to it. I'll suck it up. I think <laughs> Bollywood movies, they but that's a regular thing thing going on there. That's part of what oh, the genre Bollywood, is. The, what I love about the Bollywood movies, those numbers, it's like a production. I'll do it. They, I'll be a leading man in those pull, things. They like pull out all the stops. Like the, a I Bollywood number people. is just like fabulous. Shoot my scenes here in New Jersey, and uh, we we could make some things work. Because I I I I can't go to India right now. Okay. Okay. So let's move on. I don't know if I can recover. I've got to recover from the first live. We got we got to move on. I got to go to bed at some point. Okay. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, agree um, with oh that. oh. So so then. We're back at the fire station, and um, a little a, a, like a kid shows up, and we find out that it's the police chief's son who had passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, and I even thought this little plot line was a little progressive, too, because Luke remembers him from when he was a little kid, and he's he starts talking, and he tells Luke, you know. I don't like my mom's new boyfriend and I miss my dad and it, and not the missing the dad was uncommon, but the fact that the kids talking about, I don't like my mother's new boyfriend. I kind of liked that. I did too. But what was this kid's purpose in this movie beyond this scene? I think because I think he won a contest because Luke was talking to the kid about how his dad has changed his life. So I think talking to this kid made Luke realize that he could actually be a father. Okay. Yeah, because I was trying to, to figure out, like, what, like, 
this it didn't really move the plot along but i guess when you frame it like that it's like okay yeah luke needs to realize this about himself that he could step up and he has been stepping up his whole life so luke yeah he was very good with the kid oh luke's way more responsible than his uh than the uh brothers yeah two brothers but this kid he shades the cookies luke gives him some of the, the cookies he made and he's like well it can't be any worse than these cookies i'd be offended what if they were bad though yeah i don't know man so so then luke was late getting back and they all had a huge fight and luke loses it basically and like that that's where he says i do everything for everyone always so luke like basically freaked out and he's like you know i do everything for everyone and i'm sick of it da 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 it just has a meltdown so then we well, see stefan and he's like playing with the baby and then he sees a rash so then he flips out and he rushes the baby to the hospital. Meanwhile, there's Taylor, an auction. Wait, we're going to mention the auction. There's an auction oh, at the sorry. firehouse. Go ahead. This is like sorry, for, go ahead. They're, they're auctioning off firemen. Now, what do you do when you auction? Like, if you win a fireman, what do you do? It's you, a date. You, you, you take him home and he performs some kind of manipulation you, on you you or take what? him home and he whips his hose out yeah does he do digital manipulation as the kids are calling it is that what goes on at these because what what are the what are the rules at the, this um auction? i i have attended one or two like bachelor auctions for charity before and generally there's like some very basic guidelines and it ultimately it just comes like you're usually just giving money to the charity and a date doesn't actually happen, but the the auctionee will, you know, they'll commit to, you know, spending a night with the person. Sometimes there's another charity or another uh, really? uh, donor that will chip in, like, whatever the date might be. Like, oh, you get dinner for two at this restaurant. Hmm. All right. I was just curious what... What the... Oh, so, so then, you know, so, so they're still focusing at this time about getting the rations together as well. And they're going to pull all the stops. And Taylor had asked uh, Fiona to help him. But then he was going to back out of it. He's going to back out because he's, guess- he's pissed at uh, Stefan for chewing him out or for uh, Luke for chewing him out. Yeah. Well, he's accepting and, that he's he's got issues too. And so she's like, "How she's like, I can't believe you. I'm doing all this extra work for you, and you're gonna leave me hanging." Screw around you. Around and around and around we go. She basically says, "Like I'm risking my job. Like you're in here where you just got fired. I'm risking my job even having you here. I'm doing this stuff for you on the side. I've already done all this work, and now you're telling me it's it's off. You're a dick. You're the problem." <sighs> yeah. I'll say, people, people need to move on. Yeah. So, so, so then they're at the fire station. Um, they're, they're, so, that, so then we're back at the fire station. Luke is accepting an award. And he's, 
he gets up to, he accepts the award. He starts to make his, um, he starts to make his acceptance speech. And then he gets a call on his phone and he's like, I gotta go and leaves. So he, oh, and then also Taylor, while Fiona is saying you're a dick, he then gets, he gets a message too. And he's like, I gotta go. So they all go to the hospital and um, the baby's there with the hospital and she brings the baby in. Oh, this, and there's like a sassy doctor. I thought Luke was going to hook up with the sassy doctor. I like the doctor. No, I really liked her. There, there were a couple of women in this movie that were potential love interests for Luke, and none of them became it. Yeah, because I thought the because I thought the sassy doctor because so the sassy doctor brings the baby in, and she's like, "Okay, you dumbasses, the baby's just getting a tooth." Yeah. I also thought there there was a, a attractive black woman. I think she might have been like a reporter or something that Luke was walking through the oh. firehouse talking about the charity event. Oh, yeah. I thought that that was going to be a love interest. Yeah. Yeah. Her too. They all could have been love so, interests. Mm-hmm. So, so everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Everybody apologizes. All dating. And, and so, so the next morning – because we find out the contest is tomorrow. Yeah. So then we cut to tomorrow, and Mark walks out of his house. Oh, before that, look- can we talk about this really heavy scene that pissed me the fuck off? Yeah. So yes. they get home with the baby. This is still the night before. They get home with the baby, and they're sitting in the car, and they're all sort of like, they're all just sort of feeling like beating themselves up, and they start having this real conversation about. You know, this is, you know, we fight all the time. We do all this stuff. It's like, you know, we needed a dad. We didn't have a dad. And this is like really like genuinely tender scene between these brothers. And while they're having this really heartfelt scene, Hallmark puts a fucking QR code on their sc- on the screen to go and buy their wine. They're doing a fucking ad <laughs> during like the most tender scene in the movie. Well, that's another way to get through things. You know, oh, so it pissed me off so much. If you're having, the, I missed that. I watched it. I watched mine on on demand, so I didn't have that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I saw that either. If you're having family problems, try our wine. Yeah, it was like the worst possible time to put an ad on the screen. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't see that one. And Hallmark wine. I wonder. I wonder if Hallmark wine. Hallmark wine. Uh, I had, did I drink that white wine that I showed you the photo of? I don't know if I did. I mean, like, they're just putting their name on a label. It's, it's you know. Right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so the next day, Mark walks out of his house and Mark is like, he has this look on his face like, holy shit, and runs back into his house. Oh, shit. And. And the guys are all talking, and they hear a noise, and Luke looks out and says, uh-oh, I guess Luke saw this. I mean, I guess Mark, Mark saw yeah. this. Yeah. He's an overdrive. And so they call Susie and Fiona to come and help them. And then Fiona, come, Fiona comes over, and she says to Taylor, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for your mom. Mom's not there. And so... So the, so the contest, they're having the contest. They show Mark's house first. 
then they go over to out to to Stefan Taylor and Luke's house and they have this whole scene set up it's a whole nativity scene it looks like they're gonna rock it and um it looks like they were gonna have some computer animation and all this gaming stuff in it too so they start and the, it starts to, like, music comes out. It looks like it's going to be incredible. And then the power goes out. Yeah. And then so they improvised everything, but it wasn't good. So this wasn't your run of the Mel Hallmark movie where we're going to improvise it and we're going to win anyway. They improvised it. It yeah. was a shit show. Yeah, ba- but ba- Mom, basically the three guys start just like vamping to kill time, hoping that Fiona's gonna fix the the lighting, and they start putting on like a mini like nativity play, and it's just, and even Stefan, who's like afraid of people, is talking to the crowd, and it's just bad. And that's when Mom yeah. shows up, and then Mom comes home, and then they start singing. Right. Yeah, she she starts and, singing Silent Night from the audience, and you think it's going to be one of these, like, oh, she sings it, and then the audience joins in, and and it's, like, uproarious and ama- this amazing moment, but that's not what happens. Right. No. Cause, and the Hallmark is like, we're the new Hallmark. Yeah. So, so then... The mom's in the manger scene. Right. I don't know what role she is in there, but... So, oh, so so then, it, so that ends right, but they're all still out there, and then the baby's mother shows up. Irresponsible and woman. She's, yeah, and she's like, "My baby, my baby," and so mm. she says, "You know, so the mom, so they all <clears throat> they all go in the house, and the mom is telling the woman." I don't think badly of you. I get it. I was there once myself. I completely get it, one hundred percent. And then they were then they were like, "Well, why did you think about Luke?" And it turned out that Luke helped deliver the baby. Like it was some kind of emergency, and the firehouse showed up. The firemen showed up. And Luke was one of the first people that she saw when the fireman showed yeah, up. Yeah, she so said he, he was the, the first to arrive when she went to labor. And she had just moved to town. Right. Mm-hmm. But they recognized each other. And both looked a little different then. Like, and so, so then the mom's like, so then the mother's going to take the baby home, but she lets them say goodbye. And... Um, the, and their mom is happy because her sons are getting along again. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to Stephen. He goes to see Susie and he says, guess what, Susie? I did the talk at the animal shelter. And Susie's like, oh my gosh, that's great. And he's like, well, no, I passed out while doing it. That's not good. No. But it revved Susie up because she kissed him. Oh, I, she was already uh, wept. Uh, of the couples that I wanted to see, like a nice heartfelt speech between and have them connect or reconnect, I was actually more. I would have been more interested in seeing Taylor and Fiona have a bigger moment than yeah. 
than Stefan and Susie. Stefan and Susie, like, we just need to see Stefan grow a pair and ask her on a date. Yeah. So, so then you cut to the office where, um, we, and we see, we see Fiona, my friend, tailed back into the office. He apologizes to everyone and he's like, I know I'm a dick. I'm sorry. And then he's like, we find out he got his job back. Because the boss then gives them the thumbs up. He's rehired. And no kiss, then, though. They just pinky yeah. swear. They did a little, like, <laughs> pinky lock, but they didn't actually kiss. Yeah. And then he asks Fiona to go for dinner. Then <clears throat> we cut to Luke, and he goes to visit um, the baby, the baby and the baby's mother, and he once again was like, you know, I never judged you because of this. And he's like, you know, if you ever need help, if you ever feeling overwhelmed again, feel free to call me. I will always be available for this baby. And then we get to one year later. So then we see Mark, the, the, the dick neighbor. Oh, because I forgot to mention, after the contest, Mark, the dick neighbor, won the contest, but he had respect for them and was, like, cool to them and went, you know. He invited, because he was having, like, a a a celebratory party to celebrate the win that he knew that he was going to secure and basically invited him over because he had a keg of eggnog. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. That it's funny. funny, yeah, I know. It was he, legit he, funny. he won. He won the contest. Yeah, yeah, but they and they, they all made friends during. Well, he during complimented that. them. He liked their dialogue. He said that dialogue that you guys did as the as the wise men that was sick. Yeah, and then he invites him over so, to have some of the keg of eggnog. So then, yeah, so so Mark is ringing a doorbell. He walks in. We find out it's Luke's house that's finished. Um, Fiona's there in the fedora. We, Right. This is where Fiona was yeah. wearing the fedora. Because, yeah, because so, yeah, we see Fiona and, and t- in a fedora with Taylor. Susie yeah, and Stefan are together. Aunt Louise is there. She recovered. Good. Mom is there. And then we see the baby's mother walk out with the, with the baby, but the baby's a little older. And she kisses Luke. So they were together. They were all together, too. Oh. The end. Okay. Well, they no, they not the end because then they no. they started playing the methy version of the Nutcracker song again oh, and do right. the dance number again. They did the da- they did the Chippendales dance again. Well, it started to listen from what I was watching. Yeah, the version I watched, they were just yeah. beginning stuff. But yeah, I I liked this movie. I did too. I enjoyed it. It was very good. Um, I would give it a higher score if they didn't put the QR code over the most, uh, imp- like one of the heaviest moments in the movie. Okay. So it was okay. It was, it was, it, it, I don't know. The, all the frustrations I expressed through this movie, they, they speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to rehash it all. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Anyway, 
if you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on my website, lescrookendallbarrett.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall, which is spelled K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L. Jason. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Give us five stars so more people can find the show. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And don't forget to tell us you're in a communist country without telling us you're in a communist country. Uh, you can find me on that. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Oh, man, I got so much stuff going on these days. So I'm doing these murder mystery shows throughout New York and Pennsylvania, but I only have to promote that because people just come anyway. I'm doing the Rogue Festival in March with my show, The Gesture of All Maladies. I'm going to be on these movie podcasts uh, early next year, so you, you, you'll be able to hear me on on those, um, like the Shelf Shedding Movie Show and this other thing. So i got a lot of stuff to watch. I have a lot to do. So I've got a website, KurtFitzpatrick.com. It's Kurt with a K. And that's it. And um, so I have this show called The Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen. And so if you are in Orlando, Florida, I will be there January 12th through 15th as part of the Orlando Fringe Mini Winter, Winter Festival. And I will have an announcement to make in a few weeks. Um, let's just say I was supposed to go to the Rogue Festival, but I'm not because I got a six-week run of my show. So if you live in Los Angeles, stay tuned for more details. Oh, very exciting. Okay. Okay. Um, Will you, will you at some point be performing your show in the People's Republic of China? Hey. Any of our Chinese listeners get a hold of me. Okay. I go to China. Sure. I consider all, all offers. You I could win me an option. I go to India. Well, it's been because it's a communist country. We're trying to find out if we have listeners there. Well, working on it. Hey. I think we do. There's a lot of Chinese I people. Work, in I don't get paid. So, listeners, I don't care where you are. There's a lot of Chinese people call me. in China. And so I'm sure one of them's got to be listening to us. Okay. Well, in like I a guess short we'll radio or that. something like that. All right. But, so when I get back on here and say, hey, I have a gig in China, you will know. Hmm. So anyway, that's it. So until I, – and I can't, I can't believe – listeners, just so you know, I was feel, I'm a little under the weather right now. So I'm just shocked that I actually made it through the episode. We're glad you did. <laughs> Yeah. And so, so I got to go. What did now. you think was going to happen? Did you think you were going to pass out or? No, no. You know what, though? Energy wise, this is like, you know, I, okay, I'll be can't. I'll be honest. I have COVID. But, <laughs> so energy wise, it gets a little tricky sometimes, but I'm on the tail end of it. So I'm feeling better. Like I'm feeling getting back to normal. So my energy level has has come back oh no trust me it was to get out of bed and go from my bedroom to the living room a few days ago took some effort like i'd have to pre-plan like i'd have to like really talk myself into it so i'm on the mend i'm on the mend i'm feeling better and 
Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.